How do you set boundaries with what you share and you don't share? I never did until now. Um, it's very, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I have zero, I have had zero boundaries with what I share and I, and people have told me maybe you should create some boundaries. And I'm like, no, that's not who I am. That's I'm overly transparent. I'm overly open. One thing I disagree with that people say is like, it comes with the territory. If you're going to be open, people are going to bash on you. I get that, but I think there's an extent that it should go. And that's where recently I made a video saying I'm done sharing super personal things about my health and my weight. Hello, everyone. Welcome to High Low with Amrata. It's Tuesday, which means we have a brand new interview. By the way, quick PSA, High Low was recently selected as a finalist in the Signal Awards. You can vote for us in the best pop culture and variety show category for listener's choice. We'll include the link in the episode description to make it easy for you. And the last day to vote is Thursday, October 5th. So please do it before then. I just wanted to say there's been a lot of news circulating around the podcast. Don't fret. This will be continuing in one way or another. That's all I'm going to say about that. All right. If you're into influencers and content creator types like our guest today, we've had on folks like Benny Drama, Tana Mojo, and Alexis Wren. We also recently had journalist and author Taylor Lorenzon, who covers influencer culture and the creator economy and the internet. Super interesting episode I recommend. This week on Hilo, we've got Remy Bader, and it will be on YouTube as well. So check it out there. Remy found fame a couple years back, three years ago by kind of roasting fashion brands for tone-deaf attempts to cater to plus-size consumers, but also just by putting together super cute outfits for herself and giving shout-outs to brands that were making her feel good in her body. Since then, her influence has just completely blown up. She's everywhere. We saw her ton around Fashion Week this past month. And she puts a ton of herself online, including her parents, her relationship, her sister. And recently, she just made a video, a very emotional video, that got attention and support from Khloe Kardashian, which we're going to talk about today. So after this break, we will be back with Remy Bader. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I'm so happy you're here. I'm happy to be here. Um, I when did we meet? Like, what was our moment? I, I feel like it was like an instant friendship. Oh, we met at that cult guy party, yes. and you came up to me. I'm like, are you? Do you? How do you know who I am? Oh my god! Well, <laughs> me and Kat, my best friend, like we love your videos and have Thank always. You. When you, I think the first time I got them was when you did the Revolve like Coachella yeah. thing. And then I started following you, and yeah, I was like, oh my god, here she is in the flesh. Yeah, so then I've seen you a few times since then. You and came to my birthday party, looking yes, fly as hell. had the best time. You were like, wear something sexy. And you d- fucking and delivered. And I did. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, okay, um, she got the memo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's lovely to know you, because right away, I do feel the same. I felt like we 
I was like, oh, like a real person I connected with very easily, which is so nice. Have you found that people have been warm to you, like including you into the fashion? Whatever? Like what has it been like? Becoming yeah. Famous? I think that it has been people being very nice because it happened very quickly. I've definitely, as time has gone by, seen negative sides of the industry like everyone has. But I, I think people have overall been kind to me. That's good. I'm glad. That wasn't always like that. I feel like there was that when I came into the world, it was like anti-Instagram. Yes. And then like, I feel like a lot of celebrities don't actually use TikTok. Right. Like some do. And I know who does. Exactly. You know, you who know, does and, and then, then there's people who don't. And they're a little bit like, oh, these TikTok influences. Right. I think it really depends. And that's why I would say when I meet people who like, of course, I don't know, because it's like, do they know who I am? If they don't, maybe they're not as friendly. I don't expect everyone to know who I am. But in the fashion world specifically, it is different because I think a lot of people also when it comes to like fashion week don't want influencers at their shows and don't want content creators there and don't really respect or like that world of things, which I understand. Do you? What do you? Why? I do. I do. I understand that I didn't come into this. I do fashion videos. I do hauls of clothes and I try and find clothing that fits a plus size girl's body that makes me feel confident and good. But does that mean... I am a fashion girl. Like, I don't want to like, give myself that. Yeah, you are a fashion girl. Wait yeah, a but, like, second. I'm not I'm like, sorry, high you're internalizing. Fashion. <laughs> high fashion is like made up, honey. Like, I'm so sorry, but like, what? No. Yeah. You're a fashion girly. Well, Look I think your that it's different for me being that I feel accepted in the shows and the events that have my clothes and want me there and want to dress me and I go to those, but there's not a lot of them. So instead of me feeling not accepted, I guess that's maybe why I'm like, yeah, everyone's pretty kind because I just don't go where I feel like I maybe wouldn't be accepted or wanted, more wanted. What was this New York Fashion Week like for you? It was interesting. I wanted to go into it this year celebrating the brands and the designers that include midsize and plus size bodies and make me feel included. And that's what I did. But then by the end of every fashion week, I still feel discouraged and like, what is going on? Why are we going back in time? Why is there less midsize and plus size models than there used to be? Like, what's happening? So it's hard for me to be like, I'm going to be all positive and celebrate. And then I go back to being like, oh, I want to call these brands and designers out so bad, but if they don't want to do it, you can't really make people want to do something they don't want to do. I mean, you did a good job. What you, Can you talk about what you did? I saw it, but it was like you basically were posting people who yes. were including different bodies on the runway. Yes. So for the past few seasons, I only started in this world like three years ago now. So the past like four seasons, maybe I just started, I watch every show, even if I'm not there. And I post on my Instagram all midsize and plus size models that the shows have. And it's not a lot. But the who ones would that, you say like did a good job? Yeah. Christian Siriano always cares and does an amazing job and doesn't have to like pretend. Colleen Estrada this season was more than ever, which I was loved great. That show. The yeah. smiling thing was genius. Really cool. The whole collection was cool. Um Selkie's not like high fashion but like that was the craziest thing i've seen in a good way of yeah. like making me feel super included having people up to a 6x that's rare mm -hmm. and you know it was just like a beautiful thing to see a lot that i thought would have or did in the past didn't which is yes. just what's going on so what's i'm happening? friends with the models who have been booked for those okay. shows in the past and are not getting them this season and they're like hello 
And they get excuses from the designers of like, we weren't able to make you a look. Right. Directly from designers. And it's really hard because like people that they'll have personal relationships with who are like, we can't wait to have you back, whatever. And then they're like, they have them on hold and then they just release them. Yeah. What do you think is going on? Like, why are people back? Why why are we reversing? From me always asking around and trying to get some insight there, I think people are just going back to like, we're never going to win. So we're going to do what we want to do. And I think that there are majority of the designers are like models. And this is just what I'm thinking and what I've put together. Models are supposed to look one way. And this is what we're going to do, how it's always been. That's what I mean by I feel like I can't change that. Like I feel discouraged because yes, I can say things and I feel like I call out in an appropriate way. There was like a little point in time, like last season when I was getting angry and I was like, I don't think that's the answer. I think the answer is like you can call out something in a more respectful way because my point is to get in a room with these people. Like I want to get into a room with them. I want to have a conversation. I want to tell them what they could do better in a respectful way. Right. Which isn't going to necessarily happen if you're like the whistleblower. Right. It's so, a tough balance, though, because also, like, that's kind of what you want to do, right? Yeah. And it, like, and will go viral. Like, right. You know? Oh, every time you say or do something that's going to cause some sort of drama in a way or something, like, yes, that, that gets the eyes of people. But I feel like when it has a negative spin on it, it's only going to push brands and designers away. And that's why I've become more careful on how I say it. Mm-hmm. So with the end of this fashion week, to go back and answer your question, like, how do I feel about it how did it go like i think i'm just like moving on to being like london fashion week seemed way more inclusive to me in all aspects and did last season too and i think next season maybe i'll just go there and just try and experience something different because when you do something like five times and think things are going to change and it just doesn't it's like really frustrating and especially when i don't think that my voice is going to change i'm not expecting to change everything i would love just one to even see one thing that came from something that I did, something I said, like that would make me feel good. And like, I'm making a change. But when it comes, that's what I mean. When it comes to the high fashion world, I feel like I'm just not heard there. And that's, I understand that. Before we started recording, you were telling me about a Paris invite. Yes. When I went to Paris, I did one season there and I was like, really felt like I did not belong even in that city at that time. And I don't, I don't usually feel that way. Like a lot of people say to me, like, don't you feel around your skinny friends and this person and this person like so bad about yourself. That never bothered Who me. Who says that to you? Oh, everyone. <laughs> that's horrible. But I, but when I go on these brand trips or I'm around people that don't look like me, like that's never affected me. It's my own insecurities and in myself that's ever going to make me feel a certain way, not other people. So, but when I was in Paris, it wasn't that I was just like around skinny people. It was that I literally was getting nose to every possible, not even show, but events. And I just felt not wanted. And I was like, why am I here? Like, I'm not going to make a change at Paris Fashion Week when it's been one way for so long. And I feel like let's start somewhere that we see something's happening a little like a London or even New York where Paris and Milan, there's just less of that. And like, why am I going to start there? The first season of High Low is coming to an end and we want your help to celebrate the one year anniversary. We want to know your favorite moments from the first year of the show and why you love them so much. Leave us a message and let us know your favorite guests, quotes, conversations, and we might use that for a very special episode that we're going to air. So go to hilo.fm or use the High Low hotline 42 High Low 4. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. 
At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship with your body? Like, when did you start feeling aware? I read some stuff about like you and your sister and like being compared. Can you talk about that? Yeah. People like to have this whole story made up that me and Nikki is my sister. She's two years older. She's always been, you know, we used to be like more similar in body type. And then once after college, I feel like I got bigger, she got smaller. There was definitely like a jealousy period where I remember being like, what's going on? Like where like my guy friends and stuff would just be like, oh, my God, we want your sister. And I was like, whoa, like this is so weird. I mean, women are taught to compare each other so early. And I imagine having a sister is like even more. But that was my my internal like jealousy and feeling a certain way about myself. Like she never did anything to make me feel that way. Yeah, yeah. And people have made this whole story because like, let's say we go on brand trips. If she doesn't post me on certain things like no one knows the behind the scenes. Like, that's me being like, I don't feel good right now. I don't want to be in a photo. She's begging to take photos with me. And yeah. I'm like, don't post them. Like, people I don't have like created that. this whole narrative that she won't post me because she's embarrassed of me and I'm bigger. And, you know, we've never had a good relationship and whatever it is. And it's I think it's because I've said we've gotten so much closer since I started three years ago. And that was literally because I went on a revolve trip and decided to bring her. My parents were like, what do you mean you're bringing Nikki? Like, we just weren't close. Really? And, yeah. No. Oh, my God. I That was my introduction <laughs> to you. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, this girl and her sister are hilarious. I think there was just always little things like maybe the weight difference or even like like similar boys. Like we went we were similar in age. Um, and just like once we got older, we got a little closer. But that was when when we went on a trip together for a week and got along, we were both like, whoa, and we had so much fun. And then I started bringing her to everything. So like that was my choice. And I feel like people are like, wow, she, you know, just is clinging on like she has a job completely in tech and is not a part of this world and is just like supportive of me. So I get that same narrative sometimes with people with like my close friends who don't work in the industry and they're like, oh, they like mooch or whatever. And I'm like, they're definitely not mooching. They're my friends. I do fun shit sometimes for work and I want to bring people I really like. And to feel like you have people before all of this, that all this happened, like those are the people that you're like so lucky to have and can bring and you're like wait they liked me before so I don't have to believe that maybe they're using me or whatever it is I have so many friends that this started very late for me like this only started three years ago I was like how old was I I guess like 24 25 no it started for me when I was 25 yeah Yeah. but I get it you weren't like a child right so I feel like I had all these friends that I just feel like it's so nice to have that now because when I do feel like who is even my real friend in this industry and, you know, get in sucked into that. I'm like, I have other people, which is great from before. What was it like blowing up 
I still like don't even know. Like it was just so fast and so crazy and so exciting. But it came from such a negative time for me. Like I I lost my job in COVID. I worked it in the music industry. I gained a lot of weight at the time. I was binging. I was binge eating. I was just like very down on myself. That's when I started gaining weight, couldn't fit in in any of my clothes, but didn't think to go buy new clothes, staying home a lot. Like that was like a really low point for me. So when I started making videos, it was just so unexpected that this happened. And my first video was truly saying, do you ever feel like you order these clothes online and order clothes in this or buy clothes in the store and it just doesn't look like it does on the model and then you feel discouraged. And I just and then I tried all the clothes on, but I started kind of making fun of myself and putting humor into it. And it just blew up. And I kind of kept going with it. So it was such a negative time in my life that quickly turned positive. And in the beginning, there was no negativity. Like there was no people like bashing on me or anything. It was just like, wow, this is so amazing to see something so real. So for a while, it was just very exciting. I think it took probably like over a year, year and a half until like it started getting like, okay, this is my life now. And there's going to be some negativity that comes with that. Yeah. It's almost like once you got the platform from like building a community, then you let in people who weren't inside the community who were assholes. Yeah. What is it like posting those, those halls like now and stuff versus when you started? Yeah. I definitely think that it's a lot of trying to keep up with what's I get in those phases where it's like, what can I do that everyone else is doing? And then I have to suck myself back in. I'm like, people liked me for what I was doing in the beginning. And I just have to keep doing that. So I do a lot of everything. It's not, I feel like I was just in the beginning, I was just posting the realistic calls. And then I started talking about my mental health. Then I started talking about my binge eating. Then I started talking about dating. Like it just kind of turned into everything. The main thing and what I feel like my followers originally followed me for was the clothing and truly finding like confidence from clothes from like where I stopped sitting in my room and not wanting to go out and was like, oh, my God, I can find clothes that actually fit me. And I feel cute. And yeah. Yeah. How do you set boundaries with what you share and you don't share? I never did until now. Um, It's very (laughs) I was going to say yeah, zero. I have had zero boundaries with what I share and I and. People have told me maybe you should create some boundaries. And I'm like, no, that's not who I am. That's I'm overly transparent. I'm overly open. But when you do that, one thing I disagree with that people say is like it comes with the territory. If you're going to be open, people are going to bash on you. I get that. But I think there's an extent that it should go. And that's where recently I made a video saying I'm done sharing super personal things about my health and my weight. I'm not saying, and I think that it got a little confusing where people are like, you're never going to be open again. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But when all people are starting to comment on is my body, when that's not why I came online in the first place, it was more about confidence and humor and fine. And yes, about my body, but finding clothes that make me happy and talking about brands and trying to make it brands more inclusive. Like it turned into something where I had a platform and I had a voice, but it was never just about my body. and it turned into more recently people just saying, oh my God, she lost weight. What is she doing to lose weight? Or, oh my God, she blew up like a tick. Like, what is happening? So I'm getting tired of that where it's like, now I'm going to take a step back, create some boundaries for myself and not share the 
most deeply personal things about myself. Of course. I mean, that video broke my heart because I feel like your videos always have such humor and just like like positive vibes. Like even when you're kind of like, you know, talking about serious things and seeing you like break down in tears like that, I was like, fuck, man, what prompted that reaction from you and posting that video? I read comments and I read things because I like to connect in a good way with people. So I'm going to see the negative. But I think I was more seeking out. I don't know why I get in these moods sometimes, which I have to do, where I don't know if it's boredom or feeling negative about myself or whatever it is, where then I'm seeking out more of the negative. And I saw a lot of it. Like I saw like too much at once. My therapist calls that cutting. I and I've it's heard cutting. that it's that it's self you're choosing to self-harm by yes. looking at for those things. Yes, it's a release. Yeah. It's some kind of release. Yeah. No, because you know what I do and I've noticed is that if there's nights where I like binge eat, which is also like almost like an addiction in a way, is also when I go look at look for these things. So I do feel like it's some sort of like release. And then after it only ends up just like when I binge eat being so mad at myself and so upset and feeling horrible Um, when maybe in the moment it's like a rush. So I saw so much, not just even about my weight. That's what I mentioned in the video, but just about me and my character and things that are so false. And that's what makes me angry when I'm like, I'm I can't win. I literally can't win. Even well, when I try to feel like they know you, even though they don't. Right. They really don't. Yeah. So when they say those things, they think that they're coming from a place of like, I've seen all our videos. Yeah. I have this take. And I and I want people to feel that way. But there's so then there's so much that they're not seeing too. So that's not fair. It's leaving you so vulnerable yeah. as well. Yeah. But I think in the past few months, what's gotten to me the most with the weight is, yeah, I think I got in a little bit of a, I don't care about the work I'm doing for my eating disorder recovery. Like I want to lose weight because people are being so horrible. And I was doing whatever I could to do that. And then people were commenting saying, you look so amazing. And that got in my head. And then I realized some of the things I was doing was really unhealthy for me and just not what I wanted to keep doing. And then when I decided to let that go and go back into my recovery, I started gaining weight and it caught up to me quickly. And that's what people are noticing. So imagine how hard it is to be like really trying to do the work on yourself and battling with maybe do I lose weight to please other people or do I stay this weight and focus on my recovery. It's just been like a mess in my mind of what to do. And then on top of that, just getting, I think what like has really hurts me is seeing the things of when I post with my boyfriend and I love posting videos with him and it's fun and we post funny things together and then people are just like, he had like, clearly he's being paid to be with her. Like there's no way such a good looking guy would be with a girl like that. There's just, he has to be using her, whatever it is. And like that can't not get to someone. So that's been hard for us because then I show him or bring it up to him and he's just like, you know, he's been the one that's told me I don't want you to like lose weight in ways that are making you feel bad about yourself. Like I love you the way you are. Like he's been the most supportive. So when I see people saying the opposite or make me feel like there's no way he could love me and like see these things, it's like, you know, when people say like, just don't read it, I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah, I always have a hard time with that because I feel like that's a question. I mean, I ask people too, because I'm like, how do you deal with it? Do you read the comments? And like, something people don't know is that like, if you don't read stuff about yourself, you find out about it in like a surprise gotcha right, right. way, which like sucks. Like all of a sudden someone is like, 
you're okay? And yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Am I okay? Or like yeah. my mom will be like, I got the Google alert mm-hmm. on me. You know what I mean? I'm oh, like, when my mom calls me about things and it's like that, I saw this article or whatever, like that's my least favorite thing too. So they finally, yeah. they, they will get better at that. My parents <laughs> yeah. learned finally, like that's not helpful right, for me. Right. But um, yeah, there is a little bit of like a sense of control you get by knowing what people are saying, what the feedback is, which is by the way, how I'm, I built my platform shirts, how you built your platform too, where you're like, are, you know, you're communicating with your following and you are listening to the feedback, but you have to find a way to protect yourself. Mm. And particularly, I mean, your relationship, you guys, like, this is one of your first serious relationships, It's right? my only relationship, yeah. My first boyfriend. That's a big deal. Yeah. So you need to, like, protect that and, yeah. and yourself and your security in the relationship. Right. And he is not, not, not built for this world, but never, I mean, he knew who I was. So, like, he knew what he was, I guess, kind of getting into. But like when he sees things about himself or I'm sending them, I realize that's hurting him too. Of course. So I'm trying to just focus on us and we do have a really great relationship. And You do. You guys I seem like you're friends. Yeah, yeah. We just have fun and we're like funny together. And I never thought I would find someone that, you know, I thought I needed to get to a point. I never wanted to meet someone anytime soon. I was literally like, I do not want a boyfriend. I need to work on myself, all these things. So to have a boyfriend while dealing with all this is hard, but I realized how long was I going to wait? Was I going to wait forever to get to a point to where I felt perfect? That's never going to happen. Well, you just meet people when you meet people too. Yeah. How did you y'all meet? We met on a dating app called Locks Club. What's that? It's like a started as like a Jewish Raya. Okay. I never got on Raya. They denied me every time. Oh my God. So, that's <laughs> crazy. Wow. So, um, I'm sorry. That's crazy. So Locks Club started as a Jewish dating app, but then they changed it to like not being Jewish. But people love to be like, why were you on that? But we literally started talking. I was like, oh, this will never be a real thing. Like, And I think that was an insecurity of my own too. I'm like, there's this good looking guy and there's just no way. And that was sad on my part thinking that. But you know what? I guess I'm saying that and now I'm like, I just said it's so sad that other people are saying that, but I but guess you have internalized it. Yeah. Right. But then, yeah, you're first yourself. date, I was like, absolutely not. I was like, there's no, not in a bad way. I was just like, this is, we have like this like sexual tension and it's totally going to be a casual thing. Again, I've never had something real. I've always had flings. Right. So that was just like baked into my mind. Your experience. Yeah. yeah. And then I was not trying to see him for like a few weeks and he kept being like pretty persistent. And then we went on a second date and I was like, I love him. That's so cute. <laughs> and then it was just on. Oh, then we never stopped talking like a, for one day. How long have you guys been together? Just over j- a year now. Oh, congrats. Oh, yeah, Thank your you. anniversary. Yeah, so cute. I was like, <laughs> we'll be right back with more Remy Bader. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. I have a question for you. Oh, yeah. I wonder, like, you being in this world for so long, when you see things about you, do you read it? How does it make you feel? Do you block it out? So I have, like, certain things that I just don't do. I don't go to Reddit. I don't, I I honestly don't read all the comments. I can't read all the comments. Like, they're not even that interesting, honestly. Most of them, whatever. On TikTok, I do kind of love the comment section. Like, I feel like that feels more exciting, which means that I see more. Um, I see stuff on Twitter. And the media, like, I mean, I get, like, tapped every day, which is just weird because I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, there's people who, you know, I think it's partly just living in New York and, like, uh, you know, having the podcast this past year, like, I get dressed up to go to work and whatever. There's a bunch of things that have maybe led to this, but... Um, there's a lot of articles basically. And yeah, I look, I look, I used to be like, I don't really, I'm trying I mean, there was a moment, but yeah, there's, there's rules. Like I don't go down rabbit holes basically, but I look, yeah. Is there anything that specifically that gets to you more than something else? Is it your body? Is it something personal? Like what gets to you more that you're like, wow, this just got me into a mood that you can't really, doesn't need to be specific. I was going to say the things that like, you know, there's certain things that I see a lot of, like the same stuff just about how I'm like playing my life wrong. Right. A lot of that. Like when I was married, it was that I was, you know, married at my prime and I shouldn't have gotten married. Now I'm like a divorced, you know, old hag Mm. um, (laughs) who uh, like, should spend more time with my kid when I'm like with my kid all the time. And I guess I just started to realize like, holy shit, it's all misogyny. And that just kind of helped. Yeah, I just realized it wasn't personal. And like, there are things I really don't like about the way I look. Like, simplest. Everyone feels that way. Yeah, of course. And so to have people like point out those specific things used to really bother me. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I'd like to see anybody get photographed as much as I'm photographed and see if you look perfect in every fucking picture. Yeah. And also, you know, what's so funny is like on the reverse side of it, if I like have 10 photographers around me and I'm walking the dog, yeah, like I'll kind of like make sure that my body's in a certain position to like look good. I got roasted for that on this other side. So Mm -hmm. it's like either you're trying too hard and you're, you know, thirsty and a loser for like trying to look pretty for these pictures or you know, you're mid-sentence mm. and the light is whatever and you don't have sunglasses on and you're They're like, uh, you look a mess. And you're a mess and you're ugly. So it's like, that's just the existence of being a woman and, you know, very a la Barbie. And um, I think just, I got to a point where I was just like, I mean, people just really love to hate on women. You can't get it right. You know, like if I was spending all the time with my kid and wearing like sweatpants and whatever, then I'm like, I've lost my whatever and blah, blah. You know, it's just so I look at it in every possible. So I think I just stopped playing that game because it was so uninteresting and like so obvious what was happening. Um, And I was just like, I I choose happiness, (laughs) literally, like I life is short. And I there's so many things that I've worked so long to get. I've said this before on the podcast, but like, I always wanted to live in New York City and have an apartment and like have a kid. And there's just a lot of things that I'm like, wow, I can't believe this is my life. And to like let random people 
take that joy away from me would just, it's not allowed. Like I'm just not going to let that happen. So I guess that's my, my sort of spin on it. But I also will say the boundaries thing, like I used to post slime more, I think just because it's such a trip becoming a parent that you're like, holy shit, like Mm -hmm. this is my kid. (laughs) Now I'm a little bit, you know, more like, okay, he's my child and I really feel protective of him. So I post a lot less. It's just like cute videos and stuff. Like I just don't need the world tainting those, you know? And uh, that has also really helped. So when did you decide not to share your boyfriend's name? I think once we we started getting serious, I started asking other friends in the industry how they've dealt with their relationships. And a lot have said, I, this was too public and people started DMing him certain things or getting involved. Or if we broke up, then people were attacking that, you know, like, things started scaring me. And I was like, I need to protect this in some way because I'm so open that maybe I just won't tag him. And I'm not saying that's a forever thing, but I think it's because I share so much that it was like, I need to like protect something. And what was his feeling around it? I ask him often to make sure. I mean, he always says it's fine. Right. I, I don't, I, he always says, I don't care. He also is not in this world. Like when people try and be like, oh, he's using her, but like he literally does finance. At this point, it's been over a year. Like, I think if he wanted out and yeah. was just trying to get something from it, he would have already. But yeah, I'm just I trying mean, to. Obviously, you don't even need to say that. Is it a weird thing? To, do you feel like, like that's like a big burden of responsibility for you to feel like you have to like protect your partner from the thing that you do for a living and like the thing you enjoy? Is that stressful? I think it's all stressful. I no one set anyone up to be in this like social media world and I'm navigating it where I said that's why I was like I don't want a boyfriend because I already have to figure this out for my own and now I have to do it for another person kind of which is worth it for me because we have a great relationship but like that's I never thought when I had a boyfriend and finally got a boyfriend that that was going to be an issue too like like you said no matter what you do there is going to be some sort of negativity from it so I think I'm just trying to you know then it's been there's been negativity from me keeping him private but then the second i post him publicly and do tag his name what's going to come from that too yeah i'm just like doing the best i can what about the whole like champagne problems like criticism i'm sure you've started to get that and like got that in response to even just you being vulnerable about how you feel like how do you deal with that of people just saying like like there's your life is so right. good like too bad you didn't see you know this designer didn't make yeah. you a dress or- i just dis- i disagree with anyone's those issues that i had right before all this happened for me never went away i still have this binge eating disorder i still feel insecurities about myself like people think the second you get a following or are in a magazine or on a tv show whatever it is you need to love every second of your life. That's not fair. That's why I'm still showing the negative parts of my life or the days when I have bad days because I want to show that not I'm just like you. Yes, I'm so blessed for the great things that have come from this, but I'm still dealing with issues that anyone else would. Just like you saying that you still feel maybe some insecurities about yourself. And that's anyone, no matter who you are, if you're at the top, top, top. I think that you kind of have a responsibility to do that because I feel that there's a thing that happens. I definitely experience it where it's like this one, if I just had X or if I just reached this level, my whole life would be better. Everything yeah. would be perfect. And I think that it's really important for people to realize 
it's particularly like young femme presenting people that it's not that simple. It's not just like you become the perfect Barbie and yeah. whatever. And life is just Barbie land. Like that's not true. Right. Yeah. I think I've gotten less of, oh my God, like, yeah, there's certain videos where then people are like, why are you complaining about this? But I've got a lot of like, oh, she complained so much. And I'm like, this isn't complaining. This is being honest about not everything being perfect. Yeah. So I'm actually just putting that online where most of the influencers, content creators, models, whoever it is, are not posting that. And by me posting that, it comes off as complaining. Like I'm going to keep, again, with my video the other day, I'm not going to not share things about my life and be honest if I'm having a bad day. I just more meant like when it comes to my health and my weight and medications I take for anxiety and things that I've really been overly honest with, that I'm just going to protect for now because it's never doing, you know, it's not bringing any positive. I think I look at it as it's not helping and I'm only seeing negativity, but then I got a lot of feedback from people like, this is sad because I feel like you're letting us down when we look at you as like someone that we love to see your honesty. Like yeah. you're one of the few people that does this. Like, please don't go away. Mm -hmm. That's my point. I'm not like going away. Right. I'm just protecting a little more of myself. Right. Do you want to talk a little bit about like where you're at with your body journey and mental health journey? Yeah, I I don't feel amazing with my body right now. I think it's impossible. No, that's not true. For me, it's impossible to try and get to some sort of healthy mindset with my body when that's all people are talking about in a negative way. But I I already didn't feel great about it. Like I I started gaining weight when I started this three years ago. And then I gained more and then I kind of stopped and then I lost a little and then I gained more. Like it's been a very up and down. So now people just like to like go back to and compare. Oh my God, look at her videos then. Look at her videos now. And then I start doing that. So I more feel frustrated with my body because I it didn't happen naturally. It happened from like behaviors that I couldn't, that I can't help that I want to stop so badly. And I do feel like binge eating is almost like an addiction and comparable to being addicted to drugs and other things. I've learned that. So I'm trying to like overcome this while unfortunately when you're overcoming an eating disorder, you usually gain weight. I, I don't feel amazing about my body and I'm open and honest about that. And now I'm trying to decide Let's put everyone else aside. Like, what do I want to do for me? And I think it's like, I want to feel healthy. I want to feel good in my skin. Like, what do I need to do? And that's no longer, I guess, anyone else's business. That's my business. And I just need to figure out what that is. Totally. That's great. And what, I mean, it feels like basically the mental health journey is so tied to your body journey. It totally is for me. I feel like even my it's just all connected for me with my with everything, my anxiety, my I have like nervous, nervous tick disorder I've had since I was really little. Like when I'm binge eating, when my anxiety comes up, those come up like everything is intertwined. I know that people say like, just then get offline. Like it probably isn't the best for me trying to overcome this. But like that is my job. And I also still love it. Like I'm not saying I don't love it. So yeah. I'm what trying are to some of your favorite things about like what you do. Yeah. Since everybody gives you that hard time. Like, let's talk <laughs> yeah. about it. I don't think people realize the ins and outs of what I'm doing when I'm trying to make this fashion world or brands in general more inclusive and more body diverse. There's so much work that goes into it, but I love the work. Like that for me, sitting in a room with like 
these big executives at these companies to just say how I feel makes me feel like I'm doing something, whether it happens or it doesn't. So I'm doing so much behind the scenes. And that's what I did an interview with people the other day to talk about the behind the scenes and what I'm doing, because I think people think I just go online and make videos. But that is my goal at the end of the day. Like, I want to wear cooler clothes. I want to wear these brands that I've always wanted to wear and they just don't have my size. Even if I lost weight or gained weight, I would still be fighting for the same thing. Like I still, no matter what size I am, think these brands need to be more inclusive. And I have Excel sheets every day with my team. I'm like, let's follow up with this one, this one, this one. Like I want to get a meeting with them. Like just to speak my mind because I got this platform and I feel like it's for a reason. And I want to use my voice and I want to do it in the right way. And I do feel like I have a responsibility for my community, but also myself. And I actually love the work aspect of it because before this, I was doing marketing and PR and other things. Like I didn't want to just come into this and make videos. I wanted to work. Wow. Yeah. That's so great. I'm so glad. Like I feel happy for you that you like have this purpose with it. Yeah. Um, I feel like people just don't realize that ultimately all you want is for your community and for you to feel happier <laughs> in the yeah. body you exist in. Yeah. People really overcomplicate the kind of like ideas of inclusion. And it's like, no, we just want people to be happy. <laughs> yeah. I, and that is the goal for myself, too. I'm not trying to complain and talk about the negative sides of the brands and this and this, I'm just being honest. But the goal at the end of the day is to feel better about myself, to have everyone else that's struggling feel better about themselves. And I think just for me, I found that clothes and fashion have really helped me when they've, I think in my childhood, it's harmed me in a way, but it's like, let's laugh about that now. I'm not going to just be like, wow, my childhood was ruined because I couldn't shop at certain places. Like now I'm like, okay, like, let's find the things that do work and let's laugh at the things that don't. And, you know, the brands that are never going to do it, whatever. And the brands that are and that I know that there's potential, I'm going to keep fighting for that. I think I get a lot of backlash, too, for working with brands that aren't necessarily like super inclusive, but are making a little bit of change. And I'm not going to change my mindset on that. I think if they're making a little bit of change and I'm in the door, I'm going to stay working with those brands to try and make them do more. Because if I'm not if I'm just like, you're not doing anything, screw you. How is that helping? Like, I'm finally in the door. I want them to do more. So that's why there's so much, like I said, ins and outs that people aren't seeing in conversations that are being had and things I know that are going to happen maybe in a year or two. And that's why I'm working with the brands that I am, that maybe other people are like, what are you doing? I love that. That's amazing. We're at the end of our time and we do this little thing where we kind of like rapid fire question. Okay. What are your icks? With men or with like be whatever you people? Want. Mm. I'll give you one I just thought of. Okay, what is one? My recent ick is men's ankles, exposed ankles. <laughs> I hate that. They're a dainty ankle exposed on, a, on the hottest man. Will ruin my, will ruin my day. Oh, like, like a sockless right. foot with like so the when they <laughs> This is very specific. I'm when tired. they like sit you're down, like on a date and you're and like, like I'm gonna and have the to leg go. pulls up and I see their dainty ankle I'm like I'm tired I swear to god there was a guy I was seeing and he came over in short pants and like a shoe that exposed his ankle and I have not seen him since I'm dying swear on size life <laughs> so that's I my feel age. like mine's not as much of a physical one but when men or anyone people 
really can only go on and on and on in a conversation about themselves and never ask you about you. Oh, yeah. I hate, I hate that. that. Specifically with like when I was dating and on like I was like, oh, there's no way to like turn that around with someone like that. Just no. I've seen so many TikToks of people being like, I had a lovely night. Yeah. Um, learned so much about this person. He never once asked me a question about myself. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a real problem. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Would you care to? <laughs> no, because I, I, I feel like if there was a reason for me to, yeah, then maybe. You're just but like, I've never encountered one that I thought was there. Right. So I'm like, no, there's no ghosts. Okay. Who makes you starstruck? Drake. <laughs> oh my god! I oh, saw no. you at the Drake concert. Wait, I'm not loving wait. his Meg the Stallion di- positioning here. Wait, when? What do you mean? You? Oh, you saw me like at, I'm yeah like, were you online? There? No, no, okay. I was there actually. I was out on a different night. I think people that have, I think I've starstruck over people that I like haven't met because once I meet people, you're like, wait, they're people too. Yes. So like people, I love so many people, but someone like a Beyonce or Rihanna, like I'll always be starstruck but i've never met them like i think once you realize people are people and you talk to them it like goes away does that happen or who is i'm not over with beyonce oh have you and you've met her i've met her and i'm still like i know this is like such a i talk to chloe kardashian and we have a relationship at this point and she's been super supportive but like no one understands that when i was younger like that was like my person of like really loving because i felt like she was the looked more like me you know when we were like she was like the curvier sister and we I just like and she had humor and I always found like a connection to her so the fact even that we like speak I still am like what the hell this is crazy like when we speak I'm just like what's going like how is this I think that's for anyone though I'm like I have to like sit back for a second I'm like I'm talking to this person like what's going on there was a minute um post my separation where I was like dating some famous people and I like save them by first and last name because it felt so good. Right. When they text me, I'd be like, that's right. I'm doing okay. Yeah. This person is hitting me up. So um, that's why I asked. <laughs> How would you like to be remembered? I would like to be remembered as someone that is funny. That's important to me. Or like that has humor and is an overall good person that is trying to make some sort of difference in the world and make people feel better about themselves. Gorgeous note to end on. Thank you so much for coming in. That was wonderful. Love to hear your thoughts on Remy and what she had to say about her experience and what she's doing. I loved how she talked about her purpose and um, what she'd like to see happen with the fashion industry, but also just kind of personally what she's going through. I find her to be just so adorable and very funny. I really, if you haven't seen her TikToks, please go check them out. Um, She's also on Instagram, obviously. Um, I always want to hear from you. Tell me what has stood out from you today, and I will try to respond to your comments on the show. So as always, go to hilo.fm to submit your voice notes or call and leave me a message on the Hilo hotline 42 Hilo 4. We use those voice notes for our subscription episode entitled Talk Back. Highly recommend checking that out. It's just where we continue the conversation and it really builds community because get to hear from all of you. Obviously, also, you can comment on YouTube or Spotify or using the hashtag HiLo. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you on Thursday.
High Low with Imrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.